Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Judd with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. You know, um, I want to be a Viking um, for life, so, um, you know, but, you know, it's a business, so we'll figure that out when that time to get here, but, you know, I want to be a Viking for life, but, you know, at the same time, um, you know, when that situation comes up, then we'll, we'll handle it the proper way. I think our, our situation is the right one for him, and uh, we expect him to be back. I think he wants to be back, and so, you know, those kind of things usually work work its way out. Welcome in. Mackie and Joe with Rami. Score North and the Score North app. Rami off today. And boy, oh boy, the Vikings news just keeps coming down the pipeline. Everson Griffin tweeting out what, what we think is his goodbye to the yeah, Minnesota Vikings. I think I mean, you're very safe to say he is. You don't tweet this out or nope. Instagram this out if you're planning on staying with the Vikings. Let's he, just read this. Yeah, just yeah, it's it's goodbye. All right, let me. Uh, sorry, now I got to click on the link, and then we have a question, a great question that Matthew Collar posed on Purple Daily, two to four weekdays here on Score North. We also will do uh, our first pecking order in a while on this Friday Fun Day at four thirty, and we'll keep you posted on developing coronavirus-related news. Governor Tim Walls spoke today just a couple hours ago with some interesting updates. But Everson Griffin had this to say to Minnesota Vikings fans. While it, um, while it is with a very heavy heart that I say goodbye, I leave Minnesota in the best physical and mental shape I have ever been in and have many Pro Bowl seasons to come, Griffin said in the post. Wherever my next stop is, I will always be grateful to and cheering for the Vikings. Griffin, 32 years old. There was some thought, even though his contract, he had the ability to get out of his contract, there was some thought that, oh, he might come back. Mm-hmm. But now the list of players gone from this, at one point, vaunted defense that was perhaps the best in the NFL two years ago. Everson Griffin, gone. Linval Joseph, gone. Trey Wayne's gone. Mackenzie Alexander, gone. And perhaps Anthony Harris, who they franchise tagged on the way out via Xavier trade. Rhodes, too. Xavier Rhodes. Both your starting cornerbacks are gone. Gone. So, uh, A, just your reaction to the Everson Griffin uh, Instagram post, and then we'll get into this bigger picture question here in a second. Well, most of the guys that have left now in the past week, Joseph's release, Rhodes' release, uh, Griffin voided his contract in February and then announced basically he's gone today. Uh, Trey Wayne signing in uh, Cincinnati for what I deem to be a ridiculous deal. None of these things individually surprise me one bit. So, no, So it's not like... It's the totality of who is leaving. 
It's the direction in which the Vikings appear to be going or not going that surprises me. So there's not one name that I'm shocked by. Now, Diggs is surprising in in the sense that Stefan Diggs was actively a big part of this offense, but even his unhappiness was quite clear. So I can't tell you that I am looking at the list of guys who are gone and saying, I cannot believe player X is gone. But then the conversation gets to be what we're about to pivot to, and that's where I think it takes a really interesting turn. All right, this is from Purple Daily today, and I think it's it, it, it's worth us diving into this. Here is a Kirk Cousins question for you in relation to Everson Griffin announcing that he is leaving the Minnesota Vikings, which just feels so weird. I mean, for the longest time, the guy has been a staple of this great defense, and since I got here, I mean, the first guy that you're sort of impressed by when you look at him like whoa and then you watch him on tape is everson griffin when you think of this vikings defense and to have him gone it feels like the heart taken out of this defense in some yeah. ways if i told you before the offseason started so go back to like end of mahomes throws the touchdown it's over and uh you know the super bowl ends and then i tell you yeah, a few months from now, you will have no defensive players outside of Daniil Hunter, Harrison Smith, maybe Anthony Harris, but probably not. And Eric Hendricks and Anthony Bard. That's it. That's your whole defense. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Stephon Diggs, <clears throat> yeah, he's traded for a draft yeah. pick. Um, at that point, would you, Myron, have said, you know what they should really do is sign Kirk Cousins to a contract extension? And I'm sorry if I've said this in a leading way, but the answer <laughs> seems obvious to me that you wouldn't. Would you have? If you if you knew this, if you knew all these guys were going to be gone and they didn't have cap space and they weren't looking to open up more cap space and you were going to trade Stefan Diggs to the Buffalo Bills, why lock Kirk Cousins up for $33 million a year? I have no clue. And here's the thing. Everything... Aside from Diggs, because I do think that we all thought possibly that can be smoothed out, right? Like, we all thought, he's not happy, but Mm -hmm. maybe you can smooth that out. But, Phil, the rest of these guys who are gone, we've all sort of talked about, and Griffin, God bless him, I was surprised he he was back in 2019, okay? So the rest of these guys, especially on defense, who were gone, were going to be gone, and and I think we all agreed from day one that Kirk Cousins given the parameters of where this is going, should be allowed to play in the last year of his contract, and then you either re-sign him at that point or he leaves. So if you had come to me on last Thursday and said, this is all going to start to unfold, I would not have signed Kirk, and I know there was talk about it, and, and I know that they had started talking to his agent by then, but to me, none of this that's happened is a big surprise, and I think we all were in lockstep in agreeing that we would not have moved on Cousins' contract extension. So only, that's the only surprise, really, that they did that. And what they're doing, I still can't tell you. I still don't know. Yeah, I, I'm on the record saying, listen, it's not, it's not to say that Kirk Cousins is a trash quarterback or that he's not a capable quarterback. In fact, last year he played like one of the seven or eight best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he deserves credit. He won a big game against Dallas in primetime, and... He won a playoff game on the road against the Saints. And it's like those things, along with his regular season numbers, he deserves credit for those things. Last year, in a lot of ways, was, was the best year of his career. But if you take the Kirk Cousins signing out of the equation and then you look at the rest of the Vikings offseason, it looks like they're going into reset mode. And I'm actually okay with that. I'm actually okay with the Vikings yeah. going into reset mode yes. if they feel like Boy, they had they had a Super Bowl window. They had a shot. Two thousand seventeen, they go thirteen and three, and 
sometimes Super Bowl windows just kind of close, mm-hmm. and you got to do your best to identify that as early as you can because the Vikings have had a couple times where they didn't identify that. The Twins have had some times where they didn't identify that, and the rebuild becomes much tougher because now you can't like trading Stefan Diggs to get a first-round pick and assets is actually a smart way to go about sort of a reset transition period, right? They got a lot back for him. I agree with you. So if you're going to go, I can't, get, I can't get this thought out of my head. If you're going to go into a reset transition period, if you've acknowledged, yep, there's just really no way that our Super Bowl window is open anymore. It doesn't mean we're going to be garbage. It doesn't mean we're going to be 4-12 and 12 or Cleveland Browns-like, but we just have to take a bit of a step back because with all these older players and contracts, we can't win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's also the perfect time to look at a cheaper, potentially higher upside quarterback for me. And I can't tell if the Vikings view Kirk Cousins as this fringe top five guy, and therefore that's how much money he should make, and that's how that's how important his status should be in the offseason blueprint. But like to me, everything except for Kirk Cousins screams, Oh yeah, go get Jalen Hurts, man. Like go right. go put put together some assets and trade up in the first round or go get your franchise quarterback for the future. But I don't think it makes sense to do that either because you're going to guarantee $61 million to Kirk Cousins the next two years. Let's remove the names, though, okay? Because I, I think we get too, not just us, but I think fans, media, we all get too stuck on names. You know, Kirk Cousins, Griffin's gone, blah, blah, blah. Let's remove the names and talk about the philosophical nature of what they're doing here because I think that's the key to me. And so if we forget that we either really liked these guys or perhaps we don't like them but let's let's take out the passion of the people and go with the philosophical nature of how you're doing this thing i would say on the plus side of, of things i think the vikings have acquired a lot of good assets a lot of draft picks 12 draft picks if it's done right or 13 or more is a really good thing if it's done right but if it is it can be helpful but the philosophy of how you're going about your business right now to me makes no sense so you've taken this quarterback who, on in the right situation, might absolutely be fine. In fact, he probably is. But you're trying to do this rebuild of some sort around him, which doesn't help him. He's not a young man. And you're also rooting your offensive philosophy in a system that right now, because it's run, doesn't really make a ton of sense. So if we just strip out all of the names, if we forget the names are Cook and Cousins and Griffin and Diggs and Rhodes and Waynes, and we just go with, here's how we're doing things. This is our business model of football. That's where I get lost, because I really like the assets. I like the draft picks, but I don't understand how they're going about this. And furthermore, as far as the actual games go, I also don't get necessarily how they're going to go about the execution of what they think is going to work, which I think is stuck in a time from the past. Yeah, like in terms of putting value in running back yes. and and everything that Gary Kubiak represents. But, you know, right now you've got this quarterback who, given the right parameters, can be fine. But you've got this this offensive line that looks like pretty much a mess. Mm-hmm. You traded a top receiver in 2020, which are pretty much gold. To focus on a running back, which we all know scare all of us. Yeah, I I, I almost think, and I don't blame them because it's like it's a big decision to have to to have to go down this path. But I think the Vikings, starting with the Will family, obviously Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer, at this point in their careers, I think they are so paralyzed by the fear of maybe being really bad. So they think, all right, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes as they plan for this off season. They think, all right, we don't have any cap room. We can clear a little bit. 
They got a bunch of aging players on defense and Linval and Everson Griffin and Trey Waynes is going to get paid somewhere else. We're just going to have a bunch of holes on defense. Mm-hmm. We can't. There's there's too many holes relative to the amount of cap space. And I know we have a lot of draft picks over here, but you know how how many are you really going to hit on in year one? So it's almost like they've said, all right, we need to do some massive reconfiguring and reconstruction of the rest of the roster. Let's, let's put quarterback over here on this table and the rest of the roster over here on this table. we got to do a bunch of reconfiguring over here. And Stefan Diggs doesn't want to play here anymore, so we got to trade him too. And so there's just going to be a ton of changes, and we acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. And then the conversation turns toward, and I'm talking like a month or two ago. Okay, well, if that's the case with the roster, if the roster is full of aging players and expensive players and no cap space and you got it you've just got to retool it and you've got to lean on the draft and you've got to and you just have to go into a reset mode my my answer on Kirk Cousins would be and that means we're going to go into the last year of Kirk Cousins contract right everyone knows what it is it's a reset year and doesn't mean that he has to be gone after but like we're all going to go into the last year of his contract so that all of us have our options open here right it just seems weird to acknowledge yep we're going to kind of not blow up but like pretty close to blow up a lot of the key parts of this roster and the offensive line is kind of in shambles and we're going to lock up this guy with a history of not being clutch and this guy who makes 33 million dollars to a to essentially three more years to, i don't i don't really understand to it. free up cap space and then my my question so when you say okay the cousins extension which is for 2 years is going to free up 10 million dollars of cap space my answer back is, well, that's great. What are you going to do with it? Like, are you going to, because now they're back down to seven mil, I think, which is nothing. And the other factor here, Phil, that I find to be so so interesting, and I don't know if they have the answer, perhaps they do, but we don't know it is, who's in charge here? If Zim and Spielman are going into the last year of their contracts, are they dead men walking in some ways from a football standpoint? And they're going to be allowed to do these things, but then it's going to be turned over to a new GM? There's just so many. This The one thing that I'll give the Wilfs credit for is since they bought this franchise, 2005 was dicey, but that was their first year, and Tice was here, and the whole thing was dysfunctional, and that franchise had been a successful gong show, if that makes sense, for a few years up to mm-hmm. that point. So 2005 was dicey, but I really thought... As much as Childress made some missteps, I felt there became sort of a stability of they know they know what they want. They might not be achieving it perfectly, but I can sort of see it, right? Like, mm-hmm. I can sort of see what they're trying to do here, and it's not always perfect. And, yes, there are still some missteps here and there, but I sort of get it, and they're trying to bring stability. And then it seemed once Mike got the job, they did bring stability. Like, there has been – this is, has not been a Super Bowl team, but it's been a pretty stable – Franchise and the gong show element to me with Zim and Spielman has sort of died down by a lot. And this is the first time now since then that we're back to a point of I have no clue. It's all very so, weird and, and the questions are numerous and the answers don't seem to be coming. See, stability is an interesting word in this conversation because I think a lot of people view, because all, all of this goes back to Kirk Cousins because he is the most influential player on the roster in terms of just being a quarterback. He's the most expensive player on the roster. And you use the word stability, and I think a lot of people apply the word stability to making sure that you have a known commodity at quarterback locked up for X amount of years. And when the Vikings went and signed Kirk Cousins a couple years ago to the to the ironclad three-year deal, it represented stability at a position that has lacked stability for the Vikings for the better part of my life, going back to basically the early 1990s. 
or the late 1980s. Mm-hmm. They had a little stability with Dante Culpepper, and they had like five minutes of what they thought was stability in Teddy Bridgewater until he blew his knee out. Otherwise, it's been mostly unknown and year-to-year and chaos at quarterback. And through all of this, over the past 30 years watching Vikings football and watching Kirk Cousins these past few years, I am less interested in stability and more interested in peak upside potential at that position. I would argue the Vikings have been better off with their approach the last 30 years over multiple regimes and ownerships. Like, think about how many, and I know they they haven't won a Super Bowl, so am I saying that I would rather piecemeal it for 30 years than have Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers? No, like, give me the Hall of Fame quarterback for 15 years. Of course, if you can get stability and a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback, that is good. Mm -hmm. That's what Peyton Manning represented for the Colts. That's what Tom Brady represented for the Patriots. But if you aren't getting top-end talent or at least some kind of wild discount at that position... I don't care about the stability. It doesn't and matter. I'm to talking me. about more so just the off the field stuff. They cleaned a lot of that that up. They went from practicing on a field where a defensive back once got hurt because he ran into the woods and fell. Basically, <laughs> I'm talking about the, just a gong show. That's the, amazing. Man. The red years, the the McCombs years had some great teams, but there was a lot of gong show to it. Yeah, and these guys, these guys. Not necessarily consistently quarterback, but provided stability as far as I'm talking about just a professional working team where you're ordinarily seeing what they're trying to do. And it might make you mad, but you sort of get it. Mm-hmm. This is as confused as I've been in right. a long time because I can't identify a direction here. And I don't even know who is going to ultimately, starting after 2020, going to run this thing. And, and here's and to, to pull your point together with this Kirk Cousins part of the discussion... What you're asking for now, unless you think with nailing some defensive players in the first and second rounds of this draft, which they've done before, maybe those guys come in and make a a great impact right away, Uh, unless you have some sort of card up your sleeve in free agency, there's no way this is a top-notch defense anymore. There's just, like, it's not, the they've got some top-notch guys at every level, which is good. Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith, we'll see what happens with Anthony Harris. I mean, Daniel Hunter is the best pass rusher in the league, so they, they're they not going to be a train wreck defensively. Right. But there's almost no way they're going to be like a top-five defense. They might not even be a top-ten defense if you just look at some of the other defenses around the NFL. I'm not saying they're going to be 28th like the Packers usually have been over the past 15 years, but if you're not going to be a dominant defense right? and you've taken Stefan Diggs away from this offense, yeah. you are now asking Kirk Cousins to do something that he's never really been able to do in his career, which is, hey, dude, we need you to elevate this stuff. We need you to take... I mean, Aaron Rodgers, for years, mm-hmm. had bottom 10 defenses and really no... Like, guys that he made into household names at wide receiver because he could, and they could lean on him that way. And Delvin is, Cook, it too. Is, it's a mistake to lean on Kirk that way. But you're, you're taking two guys and saying, do it for us. Offensively. Cousins and Cook. And, and Diggs is gone now. And so everyone's going to come up and say, let's stop... Dalvin and Thielen might get hurt. We don't know. But you know what? Adam Thielen without Diggs there is not the same guy. So offensively, the ask to me is enormous. And again, it goes back to why would you tie Kirk Cousins up for that long? And I think the answer is to get the salary cap space. And I'm sorry, I fundamentally disagree with that. So the question we're posing here, and, and hat tip to Matthew Collar and Myron Medcalf on Purple Daily for for throwing this out. It's, it's, a, it's a viable question. 
If you had known all along that the Vikings were going to lose Stefan Diggs to the Bills via trade, and yes, we all agree it's in terms of draft capital, it's a good trade. Linval Joseph gone. Xavier Rhodes cooked. Uh, Trey Wayne's gone. Mackenzie Alexander gone. Everson Griffin gone. Gone, 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 gone. Everyone's gone. Yeah. Anthony Harris might be gone. Like, would you still have signed well, Kirk to that contract? And second part then, too, because th- this is the next step. Are you going to sign Dalvin Cook to a big extension? Yeah. Because that's coming next, and I think they're going to do it. And again, I would not do that. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Larry in Woodbury, you're on Score North. Larry, what's up, man? Good to hear from you. How we How we doing, fellas? Hanging in there, Larry. We're doing it. Hope We're you're doing good. it. All right, I'm a little miffed, just like you guys are. But in thinking about the quarterback position and the way the offense is set up at this point for next season, given the past season, you had. And let's be honest, I'm not a Cousins guy, but let's be honest, he had a decent season last year. He did. He was very good. Now, when are the Vikings ever, like last year they had fantastic, talented players at these skill positions. They had two of the best wide receivers in the league, given there were some injury issues there. Dalvin Cook was one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, Rudolph and Irv, two of the best tight end duos in the league. And now Diggs is gone, so they've clearly downgraded at wide receiver. The O-line is going to be the same duct tape and bubble gum operation it has been the last several years. So where are they going to – where is the uptick going to come from the offense that is going to have to carry the team, as you guys have pointed out? You know, Larry, Larry, we got to run here, but you've given us a great idea for a new Viking segment. It's going to be called Rhetorical Vikings Questions with Mackie, Judd, and Rami, where we just ask well, rhetorical questions. Larry, thank you. Be safe. Uh, we will get into some of the latest coronavirus updates as it pertains to Minnesota. But, I mean, every every question Larry just asked is a valid question. I don't know if there are answers to some of those questions. We're asking right? the same questions. That's <laughs> yeah. the problem here. And nobody can definitively say, you know what, no, here's the thought process. That's the problem. Yeah. So... Listen, we'd love to hear from you. Our phone lines are going to be open the rest of the hour here on Mackie and Joe with Rami. Rami, out today. 651-646-8255 if you want to chime in here. And later on in the show, too, we will also hear from Kevin Doran, 5 Eyewitness News in the 5 o'clock hour. Just to help summarize, Governor Tim Walls spoke at length today about where the state of Minnesota is at with coronavirus. A couple interesting updates that I think are going to be beneficial to the Mackie and Joe with Rami show. And listeners, a couple... Uh, Couple little things involving. I, I know one of them. Curbside. I, I know that, one of them. Yeah, that could also yeah. be very dangerous. I don't. Yeah, I saw that tweeted out. I thought to myself, I'm thinking I'm going to go pick up some food tonight. Uh, yeah, me too. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.